this is Denise Lee Yan, and welcome to the Brand as Business Bites podcast. The Brand as Business Bites podcast features great stuff for your brain to chew on, including insights and interviews with newsmakers, brand builders, and thought leaders. It's available on iTunes and on my website, Denise Lee. Today, I'm pleased to be talking with Phil Gerbyshack, who is one of the most positive, fun, high-energy people I know. He's a popular speaker, trainer, and writer on social sales and social media. He's written a short ebook called LinkedIn Daily Dozen, 12 Things You Can Do Every Day on LinkedIn to Grow Your Network, Build Your Business, and Make More Sales. And I can't wait to jump into this topic, so welcome, Phil. Yay. Thank you, Denise. I'm so glad to be here. It's great to talk to you again. Great. So um, first, I want you to start by mapping out the landscape for us a little bit. Um, how big is LinkedIn, and why is it important to be using it or be on it? Fabulous question. So LinkedIn has got 433 million people that are using it, and it's growing every day. People are joining it every second, and up until maybe two or three years ago, I would say, you know, LinkedIn is mostly for job seekers. If you're looking for a job, it's a great way to get a job. But I'm here to tell you that it's really changed. The ability to get in and stay in front of people is much easier now from a sales perspective, and not sales yicky like, yuck, I'm going to barf my my (laughs) stuff on you, but really from a hey, I have a lot of value to bring to you. And if you're interested in that, I can share that in a number of ways. And LinkedIn has really amped up the game as a content platform that allows you to to share valuable messages, either personally, um, on your profile, through the, the status updates, or even through people that you might get connected with that might not even know who you are, who now can follow what you say, even if they have no clue who you are but they can still click that little follow button, much like you would on Twitter or Facebook, to get your status updates. So if you're a valuable person, LinkedIn is is invaluable to you. It's the one tool, really, for me that I can't do without. Wow, that's a pretty big statement. Um, So, okay, so I'm assuming that most people who are listening to this are on LinkedIn, um, but maybe not using it in the best way. So what are some of the common, most common mistakes that you see people make on LinkedIn? Well, unfortunately, I still see people who don't have a current picture. They have pictures that maybe from a few years ago, or sadly, I've seen people have pictures from as far back as 1973. Back when I was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, now. Do they have cameras back then? I I think so. You know, it's probably extra steel or something, but, uh, you know, I I actually know someone who, uh, I've attempted to work with, but who refuses to update his picture because he makes a common error that most people do. And that is, they think that if they see something on LinkedIn and then they, that's going to shape how they view you offline when they meet you in person, and that's not the mistake. The mistake is that they think they're going to forgive that mistake and that it's okay because, you know, I got professional pictures taken once and I never had to get them taken again. Now, Mm. that common error 
you, I'm not telling you that you have to go spend a thousand dollars and get professional pictures taken. No, if you're a professional, spending a few dollars on a photographer or even, you know, bribing a photographer at a wedding if you happen to be dressed up nicely and getting one picture just with you could be really helpful in that. But now with, you know, good iPhone technology, good Android technology, you can get a good picture. So a bad picture is the first error that people make, one that doesn't represent who you are right now today. The second error, and, the, and really the one that hurts you the most, is that your profile is too me-focused. I'm great, and I'm awesome, and I do this, and I do that, and it's all about me. It's all about I, instead of being outwardly focused and thinking about when people encounter my profile, what information do they need that's valuable to them that they can use then to make a decision whether or not to stay connected to me, not to get connected, because if they see that you're someone they need or someone that's connected to 150 or 250 of the same people or even, you know, a few people that they trust, they might let you in. But why would they stay connected to you? It's not because you keep sending them messages that are, tell them how great you are. It's because you share messages that are valuable to them, either in article form, you update your profile with valuable videos, you update your status, or you post to groups that are valuable. All of those things on LinkedIn. So your profile is too me-focused, and then all your status updates are too me-focused. Those are the biggest errors that I see on LinkedIn. Okay. Mm, I might be guilty as charged. Hmm. I have to go back and look at that. Um, okay. So your book, again, is called LinkedIn Daily Dozen. 12 Things You Can Do Every Day on LinkedIn to Grow Your Network, Build Your Business, and Make More Sales includes 12 tips. So I'm just curious, like, you know, which one of the 12 is the most important or the one that you is your favorite or the one that you just want to emphasize today? Yeah, well, the one that I'd want to emphasize is making actual connections with other people. First, when you make them, meaning you send a connection request, if I'm connecting to Denise, first, personalize that message. Make sure that it tells the person that's going to receive it why they should accept your connection. By default, LinkedIn sends garbage that says, since you're someone I trust or since you're a friend, based on what you select, and if you're on the mobile app, it just it may not even include any message at all. Well, if I don't know you, or if I don't know you well, or worse yet, if I did know you well, and then we lost touch for three years, and now this is your first re-impression back in my life, and you send something generic, couple that with an old picture, and heck, I'm not going to let you in my network. I'm not going <laughs> to accept you. So, so that's a big one. Um, so that personalization. And then next is the personalization of the actual things that you do. So if I'm going to send you a message, I need to send a message that's custom to you because there's a lot of tools out there that allow you to send mass messages, even though LinkedIn now uh, doesn't let you group message and blind carbon copy people. Um, they make it public who you sent that 50 messages to. There are tools that allow you to send the same message to 50 people. Nobody likes that. I mean, if you don't like to be shot at with a rifle because you're a target, <laughs> stop sending messages like that, right? Don't target people. Actually impact them. Think about why this matters to them. 
So those are really the two things, uh, you know, from a personalization perspective. And then, again, connecting people, make those connections. Denise, who is there in my network that you'd like to meet? And conversely, if I'm going to ask on who to meet in your network, Denise, I'm going to look through it. I'm going to make it so easy for you to say yes to making that connection and so personal and make sure that you look good making that connection that there's going to be little hesitation in the, oh, yeah, okay, I can send Phil's request along or Phil is someone that I trust because we've gotten to know each other, again, through that personalized interaction. Now it's okay that I can send that along. In some cases, people you've never even met can be a better referral or introduction source than someone you have because you've done a good job of staying in front of them. Hmm. That's so important. You know, I think that sometimes the easy route is to just like, yeah, just press the button or use the standard message or, you know, send the group message. But I think that to your point, if, and it goes back to what you said before, that if you're trying to do something that's valuable to this, to your, the receiver, it needs to be personalized. So that, that, that's such great advice. Thanks for sharing that, Phil. My pleasure. So now um, I introduced you as an expert on social sales and social media. And I think the, most people know what social media is, but social sales and social selling, I think it's still a relatively new term. So I was wondering if you could explain what it is and how someone can use LinkedIn to do it. Sure. So, so social selling really has a, a few components to it. It's much more complicated than social media. Social media is really just messaging, really just marketing done online where people can interact with. And certainly that's a piece of social selling. You still need that content. So the first thing you need is that content, right? You have to have that. So that's where you work with your marketing department or if it's just you. You create great content or you curate great content from other people uh, that are experts that, that you value their information because most people, unless they're marketers, so if your business isn't marketing to marketers, they don't see any difference between an article that you wrote and an article someone else wrote because seldom do they even click on the link. They read the headline, they think, wow, that was smart. Okay, next. And they kind of give a mental That's a great of how point. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a, such an important point. Thank you. Yeah, so that content curation, that's helpful, right? Creation is good, too. So first is content, right? That's the first C. And then the next one is connection, the second C. And connection is all about then making that individual connection. It's after you make the connection and say, hey, Denise, I'd like to join your network, though that's important, too. Obviously, if you don't invite them in, you never get to the deeper connection. So first it's that passive, hey, Here's why I want to connect. Here's what's valuable to you. Really strong first impression. Could actually be the second impression because if it's someone that's already seen your profile, someone who you've already peeped on their profile and they get that alert, that notification that says, hey, <laughs> someone has looked on my profile, they're going to, most of the time, they're going to look back on your profile. So it might be a second one, but that connection matters, right? That's why you personalize it, helps you make that clear. And then, then it's the, individual connection. And I try, if there's someone that I think in my network is valuable that I want to talk to, much like I'm doing with you here today, Denise, I'm going to reach out. We're going to make a personal connection. We're going to make time 
for each other. Sometimes it's 15 minutes, could be an hour, but I want to respect that person's time and I want to find out what do they need in their world? How can I help them be better at whatever it is they want to do? So, so that's the second C, right? So I go from, you know, kind of from that content, then I run the connection. And then the, the last one really is kind of collaboration. How can I work together with this person? How can I help them win more? And we talk about sales, right? The goal is to make the other person, when you sell them something, they're paying to go away. You want to collaborate with them because first they have to share, hey, this is what hurts. And second, they have to trust you enough that you'll actually, when you give them the medicine, the antidote to their, what Mm -hmm. ails them, that they actually trust you enough to take it. So that's Mm -hmm. the, the last one. And then all of that, if you then, where the intersection of content and connection and collaboration is, it's the conversion. That's where the sale actually will take place. Now, that seldom takes place online. It's very rare, unless you're selling products online, does someone pony up $1,000, $1,000, $100,000, even, you know, a couple thousand dollars online without talking to you offline, without getting in front of you, having a Zoom meeting, having a phone call that's now much more structured around that because you've done your homework, you understand their leads, you've connected with them, you've shared good content, they trust you, they're willing to collaborate with you on a solution, and now then conversion is really you ask for the sale in a way that is beneficial to them, not to you. You know, there's a, con- a common theme or constant theme that has been running through in everything you said, which is that it's all about the person that you're trying to connect with and, and about adding value to them and um, doing and making sure. That, and so you, that's why you do things like personalize your message, and that's why that you provide them um, content and opportunities to collaborate that are, that are personal to them. So I think that's just like a good takeaway from our conversation that it's that what's in it for me that with him that everyone talks about is really what you have to have in mind for your customer or for the person that you're connecting with on LinkedIn. So thank Absolutely. you, Phil. For sh- yeah, thanks for sharing that. And I really appreciate it. And I wanted to make sure that people would know um, how they can get this book. And again, it's a, it's a really quick, easy read, but I think that it, you know, if you just follow the tips, um, it'll transform your experience on LinkedIn. Um, so how can they get your book? And then how can they learn about more about you and what you do? Sure. So the, the ebook, you could go to Amazon and spend your own hard-earned money for it. I'll take your money, but I'd rather give it to you. <laughs> you know, I'd rather continue to educate you, help you be a better, you know, better seller, a better person online, if you will. And then just go to socialsellingdailydozen.com, just like it sounds, no dashes, no spaces. SocialSellingDailyDozen.com. You sign up, uh, sign, put in your email address. You'll get a response back right away with, uh, you know, confirm that email address, and then you get the ebook. And then I send out, you know, every couple weeks, sometimes every week, if I have something useful to say, maybe more, but I, I always try to add value to your life by sending emails with that. That's a great way to stay connected with me, but if you're not ready to make that level of commitment yet, I would encourage you, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me on Twitter. Uh, Gerbyshack is G-E-R-B-Y-S-H-A-K. My handle everywhere on your favorite social network is Phil Gerb, P-H-I-L-G-E-R-B, whether that's Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or any of the new uh, things, Snapchat or whatever. Um, I play on them so that you don't have to. Uh, so feel free to follow me, watch my experiments. 
Sometimes they don't work. I can tell you if you're a B2B person, uh, selling products, uh, selling services, I've seen very little return yet on your Snapchat investment, but I'm not giving up. I'm just telling you right now there isn't much there. Um, so uh, just know that I'm willing to play with those tools. I enjoy the technology uh, because they do connect me to people that often think differently than me that I can learn from. Great. Well, and I will be sure to include those links in the post that goes along with this podcast so my listeners will be able to access your information from there as well. Um, Phil, thanks for a great conversation. It's always great to talk with you. Oh, thank you, Denise. Same here. Thanks for your time and thanks for letting me be on your show. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Brand as Business Bites podcast. Be sure to subscribe to it on iTunes or through my website, deniseleeyon.com. And check out my new best-selling book, What Great Brands Do, The Seven Brand Building Principles That Separate the Best from the Rest. Go to whatgreatbrandsdo.com. And remember, good is the enemy of great. Greatness is a choice. Choose to be great.